system for offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. That's terrible. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. How you doing? Thanks for uh, downloading and listening. AJ, live in Tucson, Arizona. How you living? I'm good. A couple of things I thought you would think are funny. Um, one, I think because I've been going a million miles a minute since I got here that it's finally caught up to me. I've slept. Good. I've slept like the last two days. Like I just woke Fantastic. up from another nap. I mean, that was the real point of having AJ head out to our new our new home in Tucson um, ahead of myself was not for her to set up the house. It was really for her to take a break because this woman, she is as quoted by one of our Facebook family members. A go-getter. Sounds That's like something my are. grandma would say. She's dead, Jenny. No. She's a go-getter. What, what it means is you're always on the go. Oh, I know. You know? I and know. you do get stuff done. And I said, boy, wouldn't it be great to send her out there because she would be forced to relax. Because after a while, there's nothing else you can do. And I feel like you're two weeks in. Today, it's been two weeks since you left. Yes. Yes. Two weeks since I left. I'll be here two weeks officially on Thursday. And... If we actually go down the list of shit she's done in two weeks, which isn't actually two weeks because you didn't actually arrive until Friday. So it's no, more I like, drove for three and a half days. So what's it like eight days, nine days, ten days? Yeah. Um, if we give you the actual list of what she's done, you're going to feel lazy. I'm telling you right now, whatever it is, because I guarantee you have you have maybe pondered some of these things to get done before maybe the summer's over. And this woman's like, I got them done, but but now you're like done, done. What are you gonna do now? Um, I'm not done, done. I still have to. There's a couple of dressers that I bought from Marketplace that I want to paint, which is no big deal. I just I, I just painted a lot over the weekend, so I don't want to paint now, and that's not like an immediate need, you know. Yeah. Um, but I have to buy our <laughs> catio and put that together, but that's not. That can be here in two days, and it'll probably take me two days to put together. So that's why I'm like, all right, I really do need to kind of. Sp- Space my time out. <laughs> See, normal n- normal people operate like my buddy Reyes. Reyes moved into his house in October, and he just Facebooked, I think the other day, that he's finally going to get around to painting the other wall. See, so he painted one wall in October, and he got to take a break in between the, the next wall yeah. and has been waiting to go back. See, that's how normal people operate. And then AJ's me, I- like... Seek, kill, destroy. But you know, we need people. Listen, like Listen, the if world. there is one thing I never have been, it's normal. So don't expect that from me. Um, <laughs> no, that's it, why we all love you. Yeah, I'm exhausted. I, I, it's, it's been like wake up, do something productive, apply for a job, and then I go back. To, I'm like, I'm tired. I'm go back to sleep. Do it. And go I back did. To sleep. I, I almost wouldn't have woken up for. So I wouldn't have woken up for this podcast. I had an alarm going off. <laughs> <laughs> I was sleeping like death. I mean, so good. Um, yeah. But the doorbell woke me up. 
Oh, who was the, who was at the door? This is like exciting. You're at an like our new home. I felt like uh, Mr. Rogers, like, ooh, yeah. who's there? Let's go see. Who wants to be my neighbor? And of course, you know, I'm not Mr. Rogers. I'm like, who the uh, hell is waking me up in the middle of the afternoon, damn it. Uh, um but it was it? it was actually the ADT people. And oh no! Womp 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 womp. Yeah, she was like, "Can I come in and give you a quote?" And I was like, "No." no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but here's here's the funny part, and I partially blame myself. So yeah. when I got here, there were little things around the house that you know the the guy who lived here before, and I've been told by multiple neighbors he was never home because he was in the military. But he yeah. had like you know like a big no soliciting sign on the door. And I don't know. I'm just so friendly. I'm like, that's kind of douchey. I'm going to take it down. I swear to God. Oh, I've, no shit. That's I've had funny. I've had two random oh, solicitors funny. come to the door in the last week. I have. You know what? I've always thought the same thing because they are a little out of place. I think in the burbs, they're out of place because you're kind of like the houses are spread out. And one of our neighbors has one. And um, yeah, but boy, but see, the, the amount of solicitors... The houses, you got like what one a year? The houses aren't spread out here, though. That's the thing. Like they are. So you could hit a like you could yeah. hit a neighborhood. I was uh, I was sitting outside this morning applying for jobs, and I was watching people walk through the neighborhood, and I've kind of gotten a, a grip on who is a like a normie around here, like who walks and who exercises, who walks their dog. Yeah. Um, and then I saw two people walking with clipboards. I'm like, they don't nope. live here. And there you go. I'm like, maybe they won't stop because I'm sitting out here, or maybe they will stop. But of course, I wonder. I, um, I blame myself because I'm like, you dummy, you took down the no soliciting sign on the door. <laughs> it's kind of like when you complained people showed up for our garage sale in Michigan. And it's because you went and put the garage sale sign up. And then literally, as soon as they all showed up afterwards, she goes, well, why are they all here? I wasn't ready. No, that lady literally followed me to my house as I was putting up the sign. I thought that was a bit much, but whatever. Just... Just like the ADT lady was waiting for you to take down the no soliciting sign. See, do you know how they should scare you into that? They should uh, try to rob you. And and, <laughs> and then be like, just kidding. But see, I could have done it and you wouldn't have had ADT. My mom had ADT in Chicago back in the 90s. And I shit you not, it wasn't really to protect um, herself or us from the neighborhood. It was to lock me in or out of the house. <laughs> Um, because I was a rowdy teenager. My mom was mentally ill. So these are the kind of things she would devise where she's like, I could lock you in or out of the house. And uh, very weird. She was like, do you, have you ever had a security system? And I was like, well, we had a gun once in Milwaukee, but we got rid of that. (laughs) Those, those usually deter, uh, robbers, you know? Well, you know, and I was telling her, she's like, where did you move from? I said, Flint, Michigan. And if I didn't need a security system in Flint or Milwaukee, I definitely don't need one here. I'm like, I I can promise you, I don't need one here. (laughs) She's preying on fear because we live actually in Oro Valley, which is like one of the safest neighborhoods in the state of Arizona. So she's out there, like, maybe I can find a scared old lady in a house and sell her uh, ABT. Maybe she's watching like a news channel that's scaring her right now. And then you just walk up like, give me five grand and I'll protect you. And you know, jokes on you. Jokes on you. I just moved in and I don't have money for that. So you can leave now. (laughs) Although I did, I I use the, uh, such a chauvinist, um, such a chauvinistic excuse. I said, 
Can your you husband? can you wait till my husband gets here in June? Because <laughs> I don't want ever... I don't want to blow her off. I'm not like a mean person, but I was like I don't really think we need one. But if we, he wants one, that's fine. And I, she's like, well, I don't know if I'll come back in June. I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks, bye. <laughs> yeah, it was a big contention. I remember when my mom was selling her house in the city to move to the burbs. It was a big stick in the mud with like um, trying to sell the house because it was like some kind of a contract. And I have a friend now that looks like a manager in ADT, T-Money, lives down in South Bend. And um, I don't know. They got to still be doing good, I guess. Yeah, I mean. And fear, fear, fear is pretty universal, you know? I mean, people are, they love to be afraid. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm just not a scared person. I mean, don't get me wrong. When I get too high, I get real paranoid and start making up stories <laughs> in my head. Hold on, hold on. You should have, and this is a legitimate story. Um, <laughs> she ate her pot gummy out there in Arizona. And let me tell you, and- so so here's how it works. I, I eat a pot gummy about an hour every night before I go to bed. And I am not yeah. a fan of edibles because they just rock my world. And it's I'm not like, you know, a super petite 99-pound girl. So I don't know yeah. why they hit me so hard. But I, I, I love them to sleep. The problem is... If you don't get to sleep fast enough, you are high as a freaking kite. So you have to make sure you are ready for bed. So, like, you legit, when you're using edibles, are using them for a medicinal purpose, yeah. even though you're buying as a recreational yeah, customer. Yeah, I stopped taking, you, uh, what was it called I was on? Ambien? I stopped taking Ambien, and I, I, eat, yeah. pot, I eat pot gummies now. But now your big thing is you need to fall asleep, though, before... Because an hour is about usually how long it takes for an edible to kick in. That's usually about give or take. If you're eating like a brownie or a cookie or a gummy for the first time, they say between 30 minutes and 90 minutes, I'd say an hour is a solid like you should be intoxicated. So this fucking one starts texting me at whatever time it is her time (laughs) that she thinks, you know, of course, the house is being broken into. And then when you ask her, like, by who? By robbers, by rapers? Who is it? Who's rapers. breaking in? <laughs> the rapers. She, she, she goes, well, you know, the guy who we bought the house from has been in Iraq. Maybe he's special services. I'm like, do you believe ISIS or, like, Al-Qaeda <laughs> is coming for this guy and inadvertently they're going to take you out? And she's like, I don't know. But, but I don't know. But what did I admit in the next text? I said, it's uh, possible I'm just very high off this edible and paranoid. Yeah. You were high as fucking bananas is what you were. <laughs> I don't know. But other, than, <laughs> other than that, since I've lived here, I haven't been scared of anything. You have not felt anything. the need. No. And I mean, to be honest with you, the police department and the fire department are within walking distance of the house. Like, I yeah. just don't. I, I'm sure it's there, weird, would, there you know, would be a situation someday where I would want a security system. But so far... All the places we've lived, no, I've never felt the need to get one. We've never even had, like, one of those ring doorbell cameras. No, I feel like it's a real split down the room. Because, I mean, people, look, my best friend, he is paranoid as fuck. And he's always been. And he lives in a nice-ass house in a nice-ass subdivision. And he has, a like, the first thing he did was have ADT put in. And, and that's like, fine, he takes, you know, to each other. No, own. that's fine. And I remember once I was at his house, and it turns out, like, everyone has him there. And his neighbors got tripped or something. And we're sitting over there having a little family and friends get-together, and the fucking South Bend police yep. come in <laughs> like it's live PD it on was, a Saturday night. It was like SWAT. Guns, dr- guns drawn, like, ready to bust in the door. We're, like, throwing kids inside the house. We're like, is there go, a fucking go, wacko? Go. Yeah, like we think there's an active situation next door and literally it's like a dog fucking tripped an alarm 
<laughs> and well, and I, don't, I mean, again, I, I mean, maybe it's because I grew up in what some may call a lower socioeconomic environment. Yes, my house has been broken into before. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't live in. It's hard for me to rationalize paying that much to somebody else for something that may or may not happen. Like, you know why I have auto insurance? Because it's the fucking law. All right? Yeah. I would probably roll the dice, which I did until they legally stopped letting us. All right? I rode that train as long as I could. And as this woman from ADT is talking to me, I'm thinking about what in the house could you possibly steal? Like, we are not bougie people. The most expensive piece of jewelry I own and the only real diamond I own is my engagement ring. So if you want to take that, I mean, it would suck, but go ahead. You know, I'll give you my engagement ring. You get the hell out of my house. Other than that, like other than some TVs, I'm like, what? We don't have a safe with this, cash in it. What the hell are you going to take from my, my house? This isn't uh, <laughs> this isn't like like a law and order and you're looking at someone's Upper West Side brownstone yeah. and you're like, what did they get from here? Oh, no, a gold crest. Call someone. I know you want to take my fake jewelry. Like you're going to be really yeah, disappointed. I don't know. And really, Watch, I mean, I'm going to most... I'm going to say all this now, and like someone's going to break into the don't fucking say house. That. Like I'm you know, on someone's. Wood. We have a dog. We have a dog, right? We have so many animals. We have dogs, cats, snakes. Yeah, but birds. Our, our dog. I mean, she's 13, and she's getting to the point where like the doorbell doesn't phase her anymore. If somebody was in the house, we've always, but then again, we've always joked about that. She loves people, doesn't care for other dogs. So we've always said that like somebody could break into the house and move, I feel and, like, like, and move a couch out. And she would like sit on the couch with them and be like, where are we going? You know, I feel like one loud enough meow from Rigby could scare people out. Cause they yes. might mistake him for like a tiger or a baby tiger. <laughs> and, yeah, the dog would leave with the robber, or maybe they'd be like the people who wouldn't buy our house because um, I had a snake. There were people that legitimately were like, we were going to make an offer, but then we saw there was a snake in the house, and we would never own a house that housed the snake. Maybe that same person comes to try to rob you. They definitely cannot rob you no. if you have a snake in the house. <laughs> so so that's my ADT right there. It's funny you say that. Um, uh, a chick I used to teach dance with back in La Crosse, Wisconsin, our first morning show job, she moved yeah. down to the Phoenix area. And so she and I have been talking, and she sent me a picture, and she's like, hey, just an FYI, they're out, they're getting over the fences, and there was a rattlesnake in her backyard. And yeah. she said... Um, you know, if I were you, I would get one of those snake grabby things. <laughs> and I said, snake grabby things. And I said, it's funny you say that. I actually already have one because we yeah. have a snake in the house. <laughs> AJ's made, by the way, I want to give her big congratulations. She's made huge strides with our snake. She is now yeah, like we're active. She is cleaning his cage. Yeah. I mean, she's not like petting him, but she's handling him and moving him from one you know, place to another, and it's. I'm like, wow, that 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 was the one animal that you were super hands off with in the house, and now yeah. I feel like, oh, we lost another one to to, to mom. Like, like you're gonna become <laughs> the, the snake's favorite the as snake well. Snake whisperer. So. No, it was cute today. He was a. Uh... He was out slithering around, and he was kind of sitting by his water bowl, and he had his little tail in his water bowl, and his. I'm like, oh man, 
I bet he's thirsty and his water bowl's empty. So while he was sitting next to it, I opened it up and filled it, no problem. And he was scared of me, and I felt bad. I'm like, don't be scared, man. I'm just going to give you some water. It's all good. But, yeah, okay. I ain't scared of him at all anymore. I'm scared, of, I'm scared of the other snakes that could potentially get into my yard. So, but yeah, I ha- I'm I do actually ha- more af- – I'm afraid of you trying to house those snakes. See, I don't no. need you to become comfortable with snakes because then all of a sudden you'll be like, well, he it's cold outside, and he needs somewhere warm. As, as soon as she starts using – the animal voice with the outdoor snakes, it's we're in so, trouble. It's so cold outside. Exactly, They're just trying yeah. to stay warm. <laughs> and she was using that voice with the rattlesnakes when there was a dip nope. in temperature. Uh, just well, that's, saying. that's what they said. They said they are. Because it's, it's not cold by any means. In fact, I think the high temp today is like 90. But... Um, it's very, it's been very windy here and a lot of locals feel like it's chilly outside and it does. I'll admit at night it's, it's funny. I'm not quite like, say it, say it, do it, do it. Come on. This is, this was me in Hawaii after three weeks. Go ahead. It's a little cold at night. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Like cold enough that like I can turn the air off and keep the windows open. (laughs) I was calling AJ from the big Island in February. And after I assimilated to the weather after about two weeks, I'd call her like, Oh fuck. I'm cold. What is it? 68 son of a bitch Dude, hey yeah. there's that uh that ballsy hummingbird again he's like hover- oh, hey. he's hovering over AJ our pool a, right now she has a uh a hummingbird that she'll become friends with too i mean see this is what i'm talking about she's gonna start taking in all the animals <laughs> all right well thank you for being here it's episode 37 of this illustrious pat and aj podcast fun things today including how you too can renovate your home in uh 10 days or less because that's how long it took aj you mean 10 hours 10 hours (laughs) oh boy please 10 days or less you hear scary noises at night right homeowners you ever hear the scary noises at night yeah yeah i don't mean the boogeyman boogeyman is not a scary noise to a homeowner a scary noise to a homeowner is like the sound of water shooting out of a pipe Right? Like a little... That's a lot scarier than the fucking boogeyman. If you had that and the boogeyman at the same time, you'd be like, hey, boogeyman, sit down and shut the fuck up for a second. I got some seriously scary shit to deal with over here. And it's not fucking helping, all right? So sit down and shut up. That's if you're a homeowner, right? So in reality, we're recording this on a Monday. So two weeks ago today, you took off for Tucson, Arizona. You arrived three days later. And since then, you've been in the process of getting the home ready for when myself and our son move out there in June. Yeah, it's been kind of like the first few days was finding out what was broke in the house, because that's what you do when you move in. You figure out what's busted um, and getting those things fixed. And now we're kind of moving into the aesthetic portion where I'm like, all right, I can start decorating, you know, and and making stuff look good. One, um, before we get into AJ's great kitchen flip which, by the way, has a blog accompanying it at patandaj.com. You can read all about it, and she'll help you out with it and give you all the tips and tricks of the trade. I even put links in there to all the stuff I bought. So, I am a little afraid that AJ has moved on to the aesthetic part of the house all by herself because she is very bored with a lot of time, and she's starting to text me now. She wants to put full-blown comedic phrases on all of our walls. (laughs) 
don't don't let her bullshit you. She used to own like live, laugh, love shit. She was one of oh, those. No, and no, don't... no. Wait, 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 wait. I found I I literally found something that said it. I'll find it. I will find it and bring it to you. Yeah, I have never once hung anything in our house that said live, laugh, love because then, I cannot stand what, that. Then why did you own it? There's a book in the back right now that says that shit. That... It was in vogue. It's fine. It was... Everyone did it. It's probably everyone did it. It was probably hidden away because I was so disgusted Listen. by it. <laughs> Listen, this is just like the Ugg boots and all that shit that you guys are going to be like, no, I didn't do that shit. Yes, you did. Oh, no, I had Ugg boots. I loved them. All right. And for a while, a lot of folks, mainly ladies, a lot of living, laughing, loving, inspirational little words around the house. Um, yesterday, AJ's hitting me up talking about wanting to put up. What'd you want to do first? What was it? <sighs> so, Something about pooping. It's always about poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. Well, listen, I'm just really excited that people are getting on board with embracing humor in their decorating, their decorating yes. in their house instead of making it yeah. look all like you know catalog cheesy. Um, but I, I mean, we're we're funny people. You're yeah. a funny person. We laugh a lot in our household. We laugh at dumb shit. We're not uptight. No. Do we need to fucking put it on the wall to remind ourselves? So she wants to put jokes. You want to put jokes. So the poop decal I found was in very pretty letters. It says, have a nice poop. And I said, that would be hilarious yeah. to put in the bathroom. Cause yeah. I, Which, I, by like the way, that. in the one bathroom, she's already put a sign about text me when you're pooping or something. I don't know. <laughs> so this is apparently, is this in addition to that? Are these going to go next to each other? First of all, that sign has nothing to do with poop. It says, text me. If you run out of toilet paper, I know you're on your phone. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. So that, so I feel like I, if there was already something about poop in there, I would not put two things about poop. And I want this, <laughs> I, but I want to put this decal in our bathroom. Cause listen, listen, listen this is the, no, 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 no. this is the bougiest no, house. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. This is the bougiest house we've ever lived in. It has vaulted ceilings except for like one room. So there's all this extra space. And after yeah, and like <laughs> her, her manic senses, like her mind, she can't quiet it. She needs to fill it with shit. Like me, I'm a minimalist. I'm like, we need nothing on that wall. Put one poignant painting in the middle and it'll be the focal point. Her, she's already put up like some fucking picture collage of 50 fucking photos and it already has a phrase in the middle of it so she's already doing like that but this she wanted to start putting and then she found one that said like the definition of hangry can i put this in the kitchen See, I thought it says hangry but but that's verb a, that's an inside joke to us because yeah. pat it gets almost violent yeah. when he's hungry yeah. so but listen, the, no listen. the other one the other one i found for the kitchen that i thought was funny it says what the and then it's got a big fork and it says Get the fuck out of what here the forks you for are, dinner. you are stupid listen <laughs> We're funny fucking people, and we laugh about absurd, obscene things all day long. We do dumb shit. Our kid thinks we're weird. I don't need my house to look like a TGI Fridays on the walls. I don't need witty sayings. I don't need fucking flair, okay? Wait so, a second. Are you shit-talking the pictures I put up now? Because I thought that was no, a nice little... No, 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 But I'm saying if I don't tamper you down, oh, yeah. that's that's the peak of what you'll do with everything. So listen. I think that's very beautiful what you did, but I got to bring it in. Now, if you want to know where when she focuses this energy, what she can accomplish, holy fuck. While you thought about doing it, she already did it. You, like... Painted all of our cabinets, put in drop-down lighting, I think up-lighting, 
All types of shit. What's happening with our kitchen? Um, what is happening? Our kitchen is, is very much the one room in the house that hasn't been touched since it was built. Like, it is the most outdated room in the in the house and and as pat has said you know there was a guy who lived here before a single guy in the military and pat's like yeah this place has never had a woman's touch and it shows especially yeah. the kitchen and the kitchen has like granite countertops and an island it's like fancy pants and i'm like all right so before we before i moved here i said maybe i'll paint the cabinets because that's like a thing you can do to kind of you know dress things up a little bit because uh, sure. new cabinets can be like five grand and I'm not spending that. If they're in good shape, they're in good shape. So when I got here, I'm like, eh, I don't need to paint the cabinets. And then every night before I go to bed, our bedroom looks directly into the kitchen and I'm laying there staring at the cabinets like, yeah. nope, I got to paint these cabinets. And I was going to wait. And, and then I'm reading about painting cabinets and they're like, you know, you got to make sure you're not going to be using the kitchen for a couple of days. You got to make sure there's no pets around. You have to empty all the cabinets, make sure you have room to paint the cabinets. I'm like, I have all those things right now. And by the time you and our son get here, I won't have the room. I'll have pets all over the place. I'm like, now is the time. So I did it. You know, I did it in one day, and I, I did not. That's the thing. I mean, it's such, you have to know her, and I think if you do, it makes perfect sense. But, I mean, literally, while you ponder, while you look at something and try to visualize it and say, let me think on it, it's already in her mind done, and by the time it's done in her head, she's already in the motion. Of, I mean, it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. She didn't even tell me about this. She lightly started complaining about the cabinets, and before I blinked my eyes, like, boom, they're all done. So I went to Home Depot, and I kind of, like, felt out the paint, guys. I'm like, so tell me. Here's the picture of my cabinets. What do I, am I going to need to sand these things down? Is this going to be a whole process? And they're like, no. They're like, some light sanding if you want. But they're like, this cabinet, they have paint for cabinets now. And he, he's like, this paint is meant for cabinets and it's easy to clean and blah 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 and he's like it's really you know unless you have finished cabinets it's really not that big of a deal so i i took everything i took all the cabinets off i took the hardware off i took the drawers out and i've got two huge empty rooms right now because our furniture is not here so i just put down some drop cloths and i painted two coats on each side and that truly waiting for those to dry was the longest part but we have ceiling fans in our house so that actually helped a lot and i said that in my blog at patnaj.com i said if you don't have ceiling fans i can't guarantee your dry time will be as fast as mine but it went super fast dude i mean she already did her own bathroom in this house in in michigan and and refreshed the entire thing and this happens so fast, and people are fascinated, by the way. I mean, I was watching you on, on like, Instagram. It's uh, Pat and AJ Podcast, or on Twitter, Pat and AJ. People are, like, fucking fascinated that you, like, have the co- – I, I mean, I feel like – do you think it's, like, a lot of people are afraid to do it themselves? Yes. Do you think that – Yes, and I I think that's what the problem is because I even had one – I put it on my personal Instagram, and one of my friends said – Man, I've been wanting to do that, but I'm just afraid. And I, I, I said, I get it. Like, that's the reason I didn't want to paint them in the first place. I was afraid. And then I'm like, you know what? This needs to happen. It will look so much better. Just go and do it. And, and 
trust me, I did not expect this to get done in one day. I had budgeted like three or four days for this to happen. And Come on now. You know yourself better than that. There is not there is not a project in your life unless you are fucking, you have a broken bone that will stretch out that long. You'll get her done. So, Especially because uh, you have nothing going on. That's well, why. That's you have, the thing. You know, My sister was like in awe and she's redoing her bathroom. I'm like, yeah, but you have a full-time job right now. Like right now, I don't have a full-time anything. So I started, <laughs> I started at 1130 in the morning and that's when I got home from Home Depot. And, um, yeah, honest to God, I think part of it is just the paint dried so quick being under the ceiling fans. I was like, wow, that went really fast. Now, while the paint was drying, I did other things. Like I put in the, the pendant lights and the recessed lighting. Yeah, now, can you talk about this? Because the house um, has, like AJ had mentioned, it has vaulted ceilings. And it has, um, so are they called skylight? It's is re- that what they're called? No, it's just recessed lighting. What a, a recess. So, it, you know, the it's bulbs the are way up in, in there. It's the lighting in yeah. the ceiling, yeah. And we used to live in a really dope um, uh, uh, loft in Milwaukee that had, like, skyrocketing, you know, 20-foot ceilings. And same thing, I had those lights up there. And I always, yeah, like, you do feel like you're on display sometimes. So, AJ, you put in pendant lights. These are drop-down lights on two of the recess, so this is we're talking from a vaulted ceiling, which is 15, 20 feet up in the air. You put in some sort of pendant light to turn these two spotlights into like a chic teardrop light well, setting yeah. in the kitchen. So they they'll they go over the island, which is where the kitchen sink is, and I had yeah. replaced the faucet there. And I'm looking up, and I'm like, I just feel like. In any other house, these would be pendant lights, you know, like just over an island like that. I said, man, I'd really like to switch that out. But it just seemed like a huge undertaking. I mean, wiring and stuff doesn't necessarily scare me. But in a new house, I'm a little more hesitant to like start playing around with switches and stuff like that. It seems like um, because the house is built in 96. And I wonder if this isn't something that's like kind of in fashion where I feel like was that kind of lighting more in vogue in the late 90s, 2000s? Because now, like you said, it's all pendant lights. And I wonder if in an- another 20 years, it's going to be, oh, look, get get those pendant lights out of here. You yeah, know? I don't know. But I had been targeted on social media by an ad about pendant lights that screw into the sockets of your recessed lighting. Because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I can switch out a light fixture, but I'm like, recessed lighting. I'm like, I'm not going to play around with that in this new house. I, You know, there's a good chance I flip the wrong switch and get electrocuted. So I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. play too much. But these lights, um, and they sell them at Home Depot and online, um, you just unscrew the bulb in your recessed lighting, and you screw in the fixture, and then you basically, you adjust the cord... And you put the plate on, the base plate, and then you you, pl- yeah. you put in a light bulb in the bottom of the pendant light, and voila, it's, it's on. Um, it's a brilliant idea. Sounds very Shark Tanky. Sounds it might very, be, yeah. It, it could be sounds, from Shark Tank. you know, very as seen on TV where it's – because it's, it's a brilliant idea to just turn – and I don't know, maybe it's been around before, but it's a brilliant idea to do it, and it looks good. It does. Like, I'm not going to lie, you know, I, I will tell AJ if it looks janky or not, and that's a big reason why sometimes I pay people to do shit. Um, that looks good. Well, that, that looks legit. And the reviews I read, and I already knew the only, I wouldn't even call it a problem, but the only thing people complain about is they say, you know, you're not supposed to over-tighten the base. And they're like, the bases don't, 
it's not completely flush to the ceiling. But that's not how they're attached, so it doesn't really matter. Like, if you were to get on the ladder and go up there and touch the base, like, it'll move a little bit, but that's not how it's yeah. hung. So, it, And that was the only thing that I'm like, all right, well, I knew about that before I bought them. And they're not, like, heavy. So, I don't know. I think they look really good. But that I thought that really dressed it up. And then the cabinets were done drying, so I reattached those. I put the hardware on. Man, dude, I've been um, watching a lot of my big fat American Gypsy wedding on uh, Discovery Plus. That's where hillbillies who uh, hold on to their gypsy roots get married. Um, I'm starting to see your Irish traveler roots come out because those girls are bred to like clean and make things look nice and they enjoy it like they fucking enjoy it. They're like, this is what I meant to do. I want my man to go work and I'm going to do this. And I'm watching her and I'm like, dude, I think she really is kind of, she got some traveler roots in her. There's been a big joke that AJ's great grandfather was a traveler and came over here on the great potato famine and uh, traveled the hobo life. Well, yeah, that's funny is because they always said, oh, um, grandpa Odell was a hobo. And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean he was a hobo? And as we start to watch these like yeah, these no. Irish gypsy wedding shows and stuff, we're like, he the wasn't traveler. a hobo; he was a traveler. <laughs> so I'm like, I legit because I mean, you, I mean, it all everything looks, and I'm very like, I'm fucking amazed. Like a lot of other people are, by the way. If you read the socials, everyone is like, holy smokes. But, uh, yeah, I'm seeing your roots come out. You keep things spick and span. Oh, you it's a know, nice ship you're running. It's my Irish traveler roots. <laughs> I d- although I did, I did think it was cute how many of my friends were like, oh, my God, you learned how to tile? And I said, no, the backsplash is peel and stick. But <laughs> maybe, that's not, maybe that's something yeah. I learned is how to tile. <laughs> you, know, you know, meanwhile, AJ's sister, who moves at the speed of molasses, has been, like, um, redoing her kitchen for six months. All right, It's been a pandemic. She has no kids, and she was working from home. Six months later, kitchen, barely halfway done. I should you not. Barely getting there. I have people on the Pat and AJ page say, I'll hire you to come do mine. I'm like, listen, you know what? I am money-driven. You want to pay me. Yeah, don't, 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 guys. She's very money-driven. Very money-driven. I'm an entrepreneur. nicest message on our podcast email did we yes uh pat and aj podcast at gmail.com and i won't give her name because i don't want to we don't like even hold on out. we don't even have an email like at our own website we don't have like email us at pat and no we do i'm just too lazy to use it so. <laughs> okay i was just wondering i was trying to make sure now I, I was like thinking oh no someone else out there has that Email and they're getting all of our mail. No, so this okay. um this speaks volumes. It's two parts. So she says, just wanted you to know how much I enjoy listening to you and your conversations with with each other. I guess I'd never heard normal before. It was great. Now I laugh about that because we always said we were just normal people on the radio show, but now yeah. I'm I'm wondering like were we or were we putting on a show because this is this is absolutely. <sighs> 
This is about um, 98% as real as it gets with us. It is, and we're still holding back. We're still, I can still tell you, it's not, it's, it's, it's the hardest thing. And I remember um, learning this in college from one of my professors. It was actually in an acting class, so makes total sense that we're talking about about being fake. But he said the hardest thing you'll ever have to do is find your real laugh yeah. to to use in the process of making art, whether it is a play, a movie, an audio recording, a radio show. Yeah. Um, and it's totally true. And you do become more yourself over time. But I'm sure if so, if we were to listen to like our first shows from Lacrosse, Wisconsin, oh, I bet they're bad. <laughs> I mean, it it, it it would probably sound like two fucking Jack Mo's, you know, <laughs> boner in the boner nude in the, the morning nude. or something. I was just gonna say, you know. <laughs> so that but, that made me laugh because we always okay. said we were real people in real life, and we were as real as we could be on the FM dial. Yeah, I was I was gonna say the other problem is with doing the job that we were doing. There's so much shit that was off limits because there's money involved. Yeah, when there's advertisers involved when there's notable members of the community they they get caught doing dumb shit but they got a friend who happens to be a business owner who spends a lot of money on your i mean there's unfortunately there's total politics involved yeah there were a million times where we had to say hey can we talk about this because it relates to blah and they're like no i mean they, they wouldn't even allow me to go on the air and talk about how i smoke pot because that was like yeah. when it was legal because that was legal. that was taboo and that was i'll tell you on a personal note that was one of the the last moments where i'm like fuck this job then i'm like this is, <laughs> I'm like what i'm like what we 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 had like wine and beer tours we took listeners on but i'm not allowed to talk about how i smoke pot anyways um fuck this job. so fuck this job <laughs> so the second part of the email says because of you guys i sought help for my anxiety that had plagued me all my life I am so glad I did. And I'm a very different person. Now I'm the person my mom always wanted me to be. The only sad part is I should have done this decades ago. I lived 70 years of my life with this issue. I can't change that. Just have to look forward and keep smiling. Enjoy the podcast also. But we miss having you in the Flint area. Big hole was opened up when you left. Um, I know Pat will do well. He seems like he's really dedicated to his new occupation. This is the lady you used to call. Do you remember? I remember, yep, yeah. Because she has it's red amazing. hair. She says, yeah. be well and be safe. And I thought that was so wow. freaking, that just moved me to my core because yeah. I was um, I was talking to the guy who fixed our toilet. I've talked to everybody that's come to my house. That's how lonely I am. We just start long conversations. <laughs> we started talking about um, his daughter, though, and she's like a teenager and she has anxiety. And we were talking about like just the fine line you have to walk with it where you don't want to coddle the anxiety, but you don't want to say, go out there and face it. Like you have to find that happy medium. And I, I've, and I think is a lot like me. I mean, I, I waited till my twenties to deal with it, but I had so much anxiety growing up and I realized anxiety was 90% of every problem I had. And I was mad that I waited till my twenties to get it fixed. And, and here she is saying, Oh, I waited till I was 70, but it's never too late to, to, to work on yourself and, and be a better person. Man, and, and, and one, thank you so much. It's like yeah. fucking like seriously touching. But it um, it is never too late. It's, it's so funny you would say that because I had um, kind of the same, a little bit of the same interaction but with an old friend of mine online. And uh, we had reconnected and he had expressed, 
you know, like, wow, you've kind of really broken through and all this. And he was like, how? And, and I could tell he was like, I've been struggling with this since I was a kid. You remember me when, when we were kids. I always had issues. And now I'm in my 40s and I'm still struggling. And I could see, though, he was very much like, help me. Like, is there a way? Like, in, if you can do it, I can do it. And again, who the fuck am I? Who cares who I am um, or who AJ is? But if we can convince anyone, whether it's you know, one of my old friends to get some help, man. That's, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, no, I met our, uh, I met our new neighbor, Molly today. Uh, she came over to say hi and we were talking and she said, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm kind of a mess. I went to the doctor this morning and, um, I got my first prescription for Xanax ever. And oh. she's, she's like, welcome to the world of benzodiazepines. <laughs> and, and she's like, you know, I've never had one before, but she said traveling has made her, she's, a, she's about to travel to Vegas. And she said traveling during the pandemic has made her yeah. super anxiety ridden. And I said, I get it. I'm like, it's okay. I'm like, you know, it's, I, I'm, and it was, it's kind of like the work thing we talked about. I'm so sick of everybody just powering through so that they can look badass. Like life can be enjoyable and badass at the same time. You know, there's nothing wrong with figuring out how to manage your anxiety and your depression and your issues. There's yeah. nothing wrong with figuring that out so you enjoy life a little more. It's, um, you know, it's real shit. And that's like I was telling my, uh, my buddy who was asking for help. I was like, you know, you kind of retroactively once, you know, if, if, if you have some issues and you go in, you deal with them, you're going to end up retroactively looking at your life and noticing all the moments where, oh, like, I remember, like, I, I used to say I had a, a uh, uh, mental breakdown at 17. That used to always be my line. Now looking back, I'm like, nope, I was like, I had my first attack of anxiety at 17. Yep. That's what, it wasn't a mental breakdown. Um, I experienced my first depression in 2001, but in my mind, you know, back then I thought it was something else. So, you know, yeah, get the, I mean, it's, it's amazing. That's the amazing part. Well, and it's just like she said, she's like, now I, I look back and think, how many years could have been more well enjoyed if I would have managed this. But, yeah. but I like that she's not dwelling on that. She's like, you know what? Um, you know, onward and upward. That's because you, you can't look back and regret no. stuff because it's, it's ne- you're never going to be able to change it. So just keep moving forward. But I, I love that. And I love that she said, you know, I'm 70 and I just got it well, figured out, but it's, it's never too late. And I love that. Never, yeah, man, I'll tell you that it, uh, Really, never is. That's cool. And what? One of our neighbors is cracking off benzos, huh? You got to yeah. be careful with those too. You got to make sure you do a little bit of uh, therapy along with some of those fast-acting, uh, you know, anxiety meds. I don't want anyone to become dependent. No, on No, and it's really easy to. I mean, when I when I left for um, Tucson a couple of weeks ago, I thought about asking Pat for a few of his Xanax because I don't have a prescription for Xanax, and I said maybe maybe I could use them, you know, and then I was like, no, because if I need a prescription, I need to go talk to my doctor and do that because they, they do make you feel really good. And that's why they can be addicting. So sure. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole classification of those that have a legitimate purpose, but uh, yeah, as soon as you get out of control with them, but but, I do think with anxiety and like I was telling the guy who fixed our toilet, I'm like, you know, you, you do have to face a lot of things 
to work on your anxiety. You can't live in a bubble and just shield yourself from it because it will get worse. But I'm also not a fan of the trial by fire thing where, go, you know, it's like the old Maury episodes well, where they're like, you're afraid of tarantula. So they put a tarantula yeah. on your face. Like, I'm not a fan of that either. I feel like there's a, a happy middle ground somewhere. And, you know, it sucks because coming from a, a mental health standpoint, from, as a social worker, a lot of, you know, people have these beliefs about what therapy is, and some of them think, oh, I don't want to have to relitigate my entire life, right? Like, I don't want to have to go in and start telling you about my childhood and shit. Um, and, and not in all cases is that necessarily needed, yeah. right? Like, if you're someone who's experiencing situational depression or anxiety, which could very much be like one of our neighbors. Maybe this is the first time coming out of the pandemic she's dealt with something like this. It sounds like uh, it, yeah. But sometimes you get folks in, like, you know, my buddy who have had has lifelong issues and recognizes that it's unfortunately going to mean going back into maybe some uncomfortable shit. Yeah. But you may learn a lot and be able to move forward while dealing with that uncomfortable shit. And it's not all uncomfortable, like saying they're all going to be like these intense traumas and stuff, but you can still usually, if you have like lifelong issues, you're going to have to go through some of it. Well, but I don't want people to think that all of it's like that. Like, if no. you're someone who's dealing with situational stuff, you have a, you know, a loved one passed away, or you got fired from a job, that's situational, and you very much can see someone, and we can help get you through it. So, I mean, the point is basically get help. Yes. Get help, get help, get help. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.